Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Wrestling Podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. He's your Duke. To be a Duke to be forever, a Duke who do whatever. His name is Duke Bennett. He'll get all up in it if you desire. I keep telling you that is the greatest song in the history of music okay that song is music to my ears once again shout out to reed our man the combat sports analyst sean reed for singing such a fantastic song the duke song that's what we're going to call that there (laughs) welcome back to duke loves wrestling the show about pro wrestling and everything else And let me tell you something, I am still celebrating International Duke Day. It has turned into International Duke Rest of the Year. Okay, Jack, rest of the year. We are partying. We are having a good time. Hope you and all your loved ones are celebrating somehow, some way, somewhere. Oh, boy. Look at that. I'm getting a little poetic there. That's right. Wasn't that a song? I think that was a song. I'm going to have to look that up. A beautiful song. Gotta got to find that. Anyway, this week, you know something? I cleared the slate. I was supposed to have some guests on this week. I cleared the slate because I said, hey, let me just talk to my audience about a few things going on in pro wrestling. Give my thoughts. And I don't want anybody else to get into the firing line because, you know, hey, listen, when the Duke starts talking, it gets a little controversial. So... We'll resume with guests next week, but this week I am going to share my thoughts on AEW, on WWE, throw in a little MLW in there, some wild superheroes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my thoughts on a few things. No two ways about it. But before we get to that, let's play a few more 
Let's play a few more of these birthday, these International Duke Day, these happy birthday messages from some folks. Check this out. Hope you have a good one, Duke. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, well, that was Steve Thomas. You know, Steve is a listener of the show. He's, he's trying to become a pro wrestler. Good guy. And clearly, he is a man of few words. So, for the record, Steve Thomas, I did have a good one. I actually had a great one. And yes, I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Who's up next? Yo, today I want to take a time out to wish a happy birthday to one of the most annoying, um, self-centered, narcissistic. I guess narcissistic and self-centered can go hand in hand. Um people I've ever met in my life. You are the type of person that will pretty much like all of your comments. I'm talking about pushing a button like to all of your comments. That's how narcissistic you are. And for that, I wish you a happy birthday. And for also always taking the time out to wish everybody else a happy birthday. I can't speak for everybody, but I know for myself, you have always reached out to me to wish me a happy birthday. Even when I wasn't as active in the group, that day you hit me up, I believe, two years ago and was asking me about my birthday. And you gave me, you know, a shout out and Duke loves wrestling crew. And so it just made me want to be more active in the group because of that, because those little things mean a lot. So today I wish you a happy birthday. I wish nothing but the best from you. You keep being the narcissistic, um, self-centered, annoying, and I mean truly annoying person I have ever met. Be blessed. Now, that was R.J. Turner. And my goodness, I, I don't know if that was a compliment or if this guy was completely trying to bury me here. It might be something in the middle here, but I'm going to tell you. It does not surprise me that RJ would be all over the place like like that that whole message there. One minute I'm I'm a narcissist and next minute I'm I'm taking the time out to to acknowledge his birthday and ask him how he's doing and all this. But can a narcissist really go out of their way to make sure you are okay and having a good birthday? Come on, RJ. But it doesn't surprise me. You know why? RJ's one of these these um folks out here who are very upset with the fact that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is my close personal friend, a great friend of the Duke. RJ is very jealous about this. Okay. So RJ has gone out of RJ's way to try to impress Anthony Khan, AKA TK, AKA billionaire Tony, AKA Tony Khan. Okay. Shad Khan's little kid there uh rj's gone out of his way to try to impress tony and here is the issue tony will not return rj's calls and there's a reason for that because tony khan knows that the duke is right and and i think that rj is one of the few people on this planet who does not want to see the truth here so you know thank you rj and i'm very offended at the same time rj uh but i'm not surprised because you know you don't know which way is up because you're an AEW fan. Duke, I today's your birthday. Just came through to let you know I don't care. We don't agree on anything except wrestling. You talk about my taste buds. You talk about my sense of music. You talk about my sports team. So why would I care that it's your birthday? I don't. Just came through to let you know 
I don't care that it's your birthday, and I'm not telling you happy birthday. But I do wish you much success moving forward because the podcast is dope. It's the only good thing you got going for you. Remember, don't let the devil use you today. I mean, here we go again. I mean, it's clear. And first of all, that's Tracy, a.k.a., you know, at MS underscore 3K20. So at Misk 3K20 on Twitter. You know, Tracy's one of those those folks there that loves to argue and she's very bossy. Okay, so let me just put this out here. And I I do want to let the world know that she is uh, military. You know, and she'll probably hunt me down and, and destroy me. So if if this is the last thing you ever hear from me, just know that Miss 3K20, a.k.a. Tracy, she she hunted me down and did this to me. It's all her. It's her fault, you know, but she's very bossy. I mean, you heard at the end there, don't let the devil use you today. It's, it's a very bossy thing to say, like she's not giving you an opportunity to make a decision on your own. You have to follow her lead, which is just ridiculous. So and she's right. We don't agree on anything except for wrestling. And she's right. This is a dope podcast for sure. But Tracy, what I want to let you know is I'm going to continue to talk trash to you the way that you just talk trash to me. And if I ever find out you're in my neighborhood, I am going to disappear. You understand? I'm not going to let you just catch me and do whatever you want to me because I'm sure you're going to destroy me. That's not the point. Okay. I am not going to sit back and allow you to to besmirch my good name like this. So just understand, Tracy, you know, you're like RJ, okay, all over the place. But don't worry. Just let me know if you're ever in town so I can be as far away as possible. That's right. What's this? There's a birthday in the air. What's this? What's this? There's a note in my DM. What's this? Oh, right. I totally forgot I may have been invited to a certain birthday party or a birthday that happened to be on Sunday and I was totally left out and I am totally sorry, but I do want to wish Duke from the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast a sweet happy birthday. See, I'm not there because I have way too much stuff to do behind the scenes and I'm a very busy girl. So I totally forgot, but I still told you happy birthday on the Twitter timeline, so that should mean something. But, you know, I was eventually going to come over to your house to bring you some pateles. But guess what? I totally ate them all because my invitation got lost. Maybe I didn't check my DMs. But, yeah, I was going to bring you over some pateles. We could have, like, chilled in the holiday spirit. After all, you are a Christmas baby, and you deserve a lot of gifts and a lot of praise, but... Again, I ate all the pateles. Wasn't going to share with you. That's like our diet. But next year, we could definitely share some stories over some coquito. That would be nice. I think it would. But I really want you to enjoy your birthday. Sorry I missed out. But I am doing the friendship thing of sending you this voice message. Because you know what? Marie Shadows always takes care of her friends. That's right. If you didn't know, it's Marie Shadows of the Square Circle Podcast wishing Duke a happy, happy birthday. Listen, we're not, we're not going to play games here, okay? Everybody knows that the Duke is a big fan of Marie Shadows. I, I think she's fantastic. That is my 
Latina sister right there. That is my New York homegirl right there for sure. But the fact that she did not bring the goodies, she didn't bring the food, she didn't bring the drinks, she brought me nothing. She forgot it was my birthday. She's late. Okay. I, it's just ridiculous. So Marie Shadows, just understand something here. I'm going to remember that. And when it's your birthday, don't come looking for me. Maybe I'm going to be late too, Marie Shadows. Duke, this is Scotty Richardson, Wrestler Weekly, wishing you a happy birthday. And you know, I just want to say, I hope that you're just as giddy today on your birthday as Tommy Rich was back in 1981 in Augusta, Georgia, when he Luthez pressed Harley Race and won the NWA World's Heavyweight title. I hope you have that same excitement and joy today on your birthday. And Duke, I just hope it that celebration lasts a little bit longer than Tommy's five days on top. So here's to you, Wrestler Weekly, wishing you a happy birthday, my brother. Well, my man Scotty from Wrestler Weekly, what a what a great dude Scotty is. Always have a lot of time for him and, and the whole Wrestler Weekly brand. And man, did you did you have to bring up Wildfire Tommy Rich? Only had five days as NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You know, Tommy Rich is another friend of the show. So, Tommy Wildfire, please don't come after me. Go after Scotty, man. But uh, <laughs> I stay in great spirits all the time, and I wish Scotty and the whole Richardson family nothing but the best. Obviously, Wrestler Weekly, love that that uh, page, love that whole brand there, love what they do. Uh, family Bacon and Wrestling, of course, is the great book that Scotty Richardson wrote. Folks, great idea to pick it up for the holidays, of course. My man, Scotty Richardson. Duke, this is Brad Shepard from the highly acclaimed Brad Shepard Unleashed podcast. Listen, happy birthday, man. I'm sure at this point there are plenty of wokesters and cancel culture goofs like Sean Ross Sapp and Dave Meltzer who are pissed off that you made it another birthday. But let me give you a little advice. Fuck them. Be like Brad Shepard. Say whatever the hell you want and when you want, like I do, each Thursday on the Brad Shepard Unleashed podcast, exclusively on Hot Mean Media Group. All right, that's it. I got to go back to my favorite butt beauties. We got a Hall of Fame coming. There's a lot of material to prepare for. Peace out. You know, first it was OB Tynes, and, and now it's Brad Shepard. I swear, these guys are going to get me canceled. I mean, you know, these these are good friends of mine. Don't get me wrong here. Shout out to Brad Shepard. That's that's my guy, of course, OB Tynes. He's like a cousin to me. But my goodness, Brad, did you have to go after Sean Ross Sapp? Did you have to go after Belzer, the wokesters, the, the, the goofs? Did you have to go after the humanoids? I mean, goodness gracious, man. I, I'm just trying to, you know, hopefully make it through the rest of the year here without everybody piling on top, getting up in arms and upset with me. You know what? I'm going to be more like Brad Shepard. You know what? The, the When I get to the next segment of this show, I am just going to let it fly. As Brad Shepard said, F it. Okay? I am going to share my thoughts on a few things. 
and I'm sure that people are not going to necessarily be too thrilled about it. So that's it. I'm, I'm taking Brad's advice. Good job, Brad Shepard. And you know that that is. Uh, I'm going to stop with the voicemails for now. There are some more, so maybe I'll play some during the last episode of the year. But I'll, so I'll hold on to that. I'll keep that in my back pocket. The rest of them, but I I, I feel inspired. You know, and I thank everybody who who sent a message that just played this week. But I feel inspired now listening to to Brad. You know, he's encouraging me to to kind of let it loose a little bit here. And I say, you know something? Why not? Why not? Because there's a few things going on in pro wrestling that I got to I got to weigh in on. It's very important here. And I'm going to start with the fact that Kevin Owens, a guy that I've never been impressed with, a guy who I feel is one of the most overrated wrestlers of the past 20 years. A guy that I feel has been giving more than he deserves. Kevin Owens. Everyone expected him to sign with All Elite Wrestling to go hang out with the rest of his buddies. And instead, he's opted to stay with the WWE. He has signed a new contract. He is not going to the waiting arms of Mr. Tony Khan. Kevin Owens has decided to shun the advances of Shad Khan's baby boy and to stick with the big boys over in WWE. So congratulations, Kevin Owens. This might have been the smartest thing you've ever done. That I know of. Okay. You stuck in a place that had safety and security. A place that will pay you well. So you'll be able to take care of your family as you have been doing. And a place where you you got the biggest stage, man. That's it. In seven years that Kevin Owens has been the WWE. He's had seven title reigns. He's been he's been the WWE champion. He's been the the uh, NXT champion. He's been the Intercontinental champion. He's been the U.S. champion. I mean, this guy combined has been seven times. This guy has held a singles title in the WWE. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. So no one can say that Kevin Owens has been booked poorly or what have you. It's just not true. They've given that guy the world. And he hasn't always deserved it because he has a bad attitude. He has a bad attitude. And quite frankly, he dresses like a bum from the bar, Kevin Owens. But I understand that's his gimmick. I guess that's the quality that um, he possesses there. Also, somebody needs to give him a tissue or something because he's always snorting or something. He's like, come on, Kevin, you know, blow it out, bro. Blow it out. Anyway, congratulations, Kevin Owens. You did the right thing. This literally is the best decision you've ever made. And, um, you know, I'm proud of you. I will say there's a guy by the name of Joe Gacy who is Kevin Owens with far more motivation, a far better gimmick, a far better wrestler, far better on the mic, Joe Gacy. So if Kevin Owens ever feels like he's too big for the business, just remember Joe Gacy not only will take your spot, Kevin Owens, he will accomplish far more with it. So just keep that in mind, pal. That's right. That's right. Speaking of all elite wrestling, I saw I saw something that was really amazing couple things. First of all, this week on Dynamite, 
Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, whatever the hell he's calling himself today, he had a match against Hangman Page, the AEW world champion. And it went on for an hour. And people are so, oh, they're, they're all over them. So, oh my God, it was an hour long match. This is so great. It was ridiculous. It was an absolute ridiculous match. And there was no clear cut winner either, which was even more ridiculous. Let me ask you a question. How does this benefit Adam Page to be in a match with, with, with Brian Danielson or anyone for that matter and not get a decisive victory or not be beaten because the, the opponent cheated? How are you helping Adam Page as champion? He looks weak. I do not understand why Brian Danielson couldn't take that loss even if it was a disqualification because he cheated. I do not understand it. That should have been a loss for, for Brian Danielson. It should have been. And it wasn't. It could have been a dusty finish. You know, it could have looked like Danielson won and then they reversed the decision because come to find out he cheated. I don't know what's going on. Brian Danielson is smaller than Adam Page and Adam Page is small. Think about that for a second. Hangman Page is listed as six feet tall, and he's he's six feet tall if he's wearing his his, his uh, girlfriend's heels, maybe. But he's not six feet tall. He's not six feet tall. Adam Page is probably a, a, a solid five ten, maybe, but he's not six feet tall. No, he's not. He's bigger than Brian Danielson. He's taller, and he's actually thicker. He actually has more mass. So why is Brian Danielson wrestling this guy straight up when Danielson is supposed to be the heel in the match? Can someone explain that to me? It was piss poor booking is what it was. It was piss poor booking. That's what it was. And I blame Brian Danielson because clearly He's there to take. He's not there to give. Don't let these guys fool you. Danielson and Punk, let me tell you something. They have evolved and turned into the very people that they used to despise. Okay? Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. Oh, no. They'll try to school you. Oh, yeah. Okay? That's Barb Marley. Don't let them fool you. Okay? These guys are turned into the thing that they always despise. They're the old guys who don't know how to let go, and they're keeping the young guys down. And I know some humanoid right now, what do you mean? No, let me tell you something. For Brian Danielson, a guy who is a wrestling savant, and I know who trained him, okay? I know where he comes from, okay? Rudy Boy Gonzalez has been on this, this podcast Many times through the years. Okay. I know all about where Brian Danielson comes from. I was there at the very first Ring of Honor show. I saw Brian Danielson in the main event. The era of honor begins. I know where Brian Danielson comes from. And I understand the psychology behind how he was taught. So I know he knows right from wrong. He's not helping these young guys out. At least not in the ring. In the back, he could be saying, God knows what, and oh, yeah, I feel good, feel good. But out in the ring, he's taking. 
You mean to tell me Brian, Brian Danielson couldn't have lost Adam Page? You mean to tell me that Brian Danielson can't work as a, a heel where he's trying to cheat or he's actually cheating to win or treating, cheating to try to win? Come on. This is baloney. Okay. That was a straight up match. And the way that it was built, it's like two guys who can wrestle or wrestling. That's it. That was that was the story that was going on there. Two guys who can wrestle or wrestling. And you took your champion and you made it seem like your champion could could barely hang with this older guy with many miles on his body. This older guy who's had so many concussions that he was forced to retire for a period of time. Adam Page can't hang with this older guy. That's ridiculous. And Adam Page beat Kenny Omega, which makes it even more ridiculous because Brian Danielson couldn't beat Kenny Omega. So what do we have here? What's going on? What's going on? This is Brian Danielson taking from a younger talent when he should be giving to that younger talent. And don't give me that garbage that it's just an honor and a pleasure for younger guys to be in the ring with, with Danielson or Punk or any of these other guys who are holding on for too long. That's a bunch of crap. It's not an honor for them. Brian Danielson needs to be in the ring with Adam Page. Adam Page doesn't need to be in the ring with Brian Danielson. And before anyone loses their mind, let me tell you something. Adam Page is no Ric Flair. He's no Ricky Steamboat. Adam Page is no Luthez. He's no Ricky Dozen. Adam Page is no Minami Toyota. Don't think that I'm saying that, that Adam Page is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's not. He's far from it. But you know something? He should have been the first AEW champion, and he should have been the guy that was beating most of the guys put in front of him. And if AEW would have done that from the beginning, that company would be in a much better place than it is today. And you have the opportunity right now to correct those problems. And here you are, 50-50 booking. Here you are making uh, Paige look weak, despite the fact that he is your world heavyweight champion. He's supposed to be the best thing going in that company. And he's wrestling to a 60-minute match to a draw with Brian Danielson? Who benefits from that other than Danielson? It doesn't make Paige look good. If, if Paige wasn't the champion, then maybe, but he's a champion. It shouldn't take him 60 minutes to beat Brian Danielson. That's ridiculous. And if it takes you that long to tell a story, you got to ask yourself a question. What's going on here? This isn't Ric Flair 1985 here, folks. We're in 2021, about to be 2022. And that was a television match. And you got a major company that allegedly is trying to compete. And they wasted an hour on a match that absolutely did not do anything for the guy that needed to be elevated the most. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And and listen, here's the problem. All of these humanoids will sit there and cheer for anything in AEW because they're disingenuous. They will cheer for anything. 
It's like somebody who's always telling you you're doing a good job. You know what the problem is with people who always tell you you're doing a good job? They're liars. They're not telling you the truth. You can't trust them. They're lying to you. It's either that or they just don't know what the hell they're talking about anyway. They wouldn't know what a good job is if it slapped them in the face. Right? They're lying to you. Wrestling for an hour is not an accomplishment. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing that you can wrestle for an hour. Nothing. You know what means something? If you wrestled for any amount of time and then somebody who needed to get over got over. That's what matters. It doesn't matter if you wrestled for a minute or if you wrestled for a whole day. Who got over? And, it, and the, the person who got over, if anyone got over, by the way, are they the ones who needed to get over? That match did not get Adam Page over as AEW champion. It made him look weak. And for that reason, I'm sure people are going to say, well, you might as well just put the belt on Brian because Page don't have it. Brian is taking from him. And I'm not surprised. Jericho was taking from everybody. Moxley was taking from everybody. Right? Let's call it what it is. Let's stop playing games here. Kenny Omega was taking from everybody, which is our, but here's the, the irony of that. Kenny Omega is not over. So he needed to take from everybody. So as ridiculous as that is, I understand the logic behind it because Kenny Omega is not over. It's not like anyone really knows who Kenny Omega is outside of the wrestling bubble. He's nobody. Let's call it what it is, right? So he needed to take. Adam Page needs to take. Everybody he's in the ring with has to give to him. And he needs to beat them because he's the champion. And he needs to be a strong champion, especially considering the fact that he's a babyface. It's not like he's some chicken crap heel. This is this is piss poor booking, but I'm not surprised because, you know, as Tony Khan told me himself, he's the one booking the show. He's the one writing this stuff. So I'm not surprised that this just was poor ex- execution. Of course it was. Look who's doing it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So that was that was one of the biggest mistakes, right? They wasted an hour of that show on a match that did nothing for either guy who was in the ring. It was just Brian Danielson being the old guy stealing glory from the young guy. That's all it was. And I guess mission accomplished. But does Brian Danielson need that? No. Is his legacy somehow greater because he wrestled Adam Page for an hour? Of course not. No one cares. It's ridiculous. But then it got worse. Right? It got worse. Because when you take a two-hour show and you waste an hour of it on a, with a match or two guys and that's it, now what? Where's your diversity? How many women's matches are you going to be able to, to display? Right? Same old, same old. One women's match, that's it. Nobody gets over. And then in the main event, you had MJF, who's a, who's a star. And then you have this Dante Martin. Who's a nice kid. And let me tell you, let me just get something out of the way. I like Dante. I think Dante's a nice kid. He's a black wrestler, bright future. He needs to be trained. And every time I see him wrestle, I realize that he's not trained. And whoever Dante has been in the ring with you 
and 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 taught you how to do what you're doing right now, if they believe that they trained you, just understand they've cheated you and they've deceived you. And they've they've led you to believe that you're doing the right thing in the ring. Dante, you're not. You're not doing the right thing in the ring, Dante. You're putting yourself in a position where you're not going to have a career for much longer. Because the stuff that you're doing is dangerous. It doesn't make sense from a wrestling psychology standpoint. And more importantly, you're not even doing it well. Dante Martin, you're not even doing it well. All of these guys, I don't know where we got to the point where everybody thinks they're a luchador. You're not. (laughs) So stop. Stop doing this stuff. I would have thought when people saw Hayabusa in Japan break his neck, that would have been the end of this stuff. But these kids today, man, they either don't know their history or they just don't have enough sense. And I'm looking at whoever trained them because it's like whoever trained Dante Martin probably does not need to be a wrestling trainer anymore if they're taking credit for what he does in the ring today. Because what he does in the ring today is nonsense. And I like the kid. He seems like a nice kid. And I think he could have a bright future. He's a handsome kid. He, he, he's in great shape. He's young. But unfortunately, somebody has led him to believe flippy dippy peanut butter skippy is the way to go. And these folks are lying to this guy. It's like no one cares enough about Dante Martin to tell him the truth. They're lying to him and telling him that what he's doing is so fantastic and so amazing. Everybody's afraid of hurting feelings. They want you to to be coddled and they want to protect you from hearing actual things that are going to make you better. <laughs> Imagine that. I saw some of you wrestlers and I'm, I'm not going to name names right now. I'm not going to go there because I don't want to, you know, actually, you know, I am going to name names. Forget, forget that. I saw a big swole who I'm very disappointed in, by the way. I'm going to name names. I saw a big swole talk about how amazing Dante Martin is. And I'm sure he's amazing, but she was, she was talking about that match. And for big swole, who is a veteran, who has wrestled, who knows what it takes. At least I thought she did. I've seen her work. And forget about AEW because that, that's been abysmal because they completely destroyed her confidence in that company because, you know, whoever backstage decided that Big Swole was, was, was not going to be somebody that they were going to get behind. So they just buried the poor woman, destroyed her confidence, which she did on the indie scene and what she did in AEW is night and day. But I saw a big swole and I understand what she's trying to do. She's trying to encourage this young wrestler. Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's fantastic. No, he's, 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 a, he's acting like a fool in the ring. This guy had MJF on the floor. He ran across the other side of the ring, bounced off the ropes, ran to where the, to the next side, jumped up, landed both feet onto the ropes, almost fell. But, but got his composure and then proceeded to launch himself off these ropes and did a shooting star press while MJF is just standing there watching him on the floor. And Dante, because he doesn't know what he's doing, because he's doing something he shouldn't be doing, he did the shooting star press. And as he rotated, 
he actually flew past MJF. MJF had to reach out and grab one of Dante's legs and basically pull the leg toward him for two reasons. Number one, to try to help Dante because (laughs) the guy basically flipped over him. But number two, to make some kind of physical contact to justify MJF acting as if he was just hit with a move. So Dante did a shooting star press over MJF and landed on his chin. That's not great. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. And for folks like Big Swole, who I like, to to encourage stuff like that, you know better than that. Tell that kid the truth. He's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. I did not see Dante Martin work a hold in that match. The kid doesn't know how to wrestle. And I can't tell if this is just him ignoring what he was taught in wrestling school, which is very possible, or if he was taught how to wrestle by a goofball. And that's why he's out here doing Cirque du Soleil. And this is why he's going to have a very short career. He's going to he's going to break his neck out there. He certainly is trying to break his face. It's ridiculous. But it didn't even stop there. He did another move where he did some kind of flippy dippy while MJF is on the ground. And I'm not kidding you. Dante's knee and a portion of his shin landed in MJF's neck after Dante did some kind of flip. I guess he was trying to do some kind of standing moonsault and he was supposed to end up in like a pinning position. His knee landed in MJF's neck. Crushed his damn throat. And, you know, it would have been interesting if it was on purpose, but it's like you nearly killed the guy. (laughs) So I don't think that was on purpose. We got to stop lying to these wrestlers. Stop lying to them. Tell the guy the truth. Dante Martin is not a good wrestler. He has a lot of physical abilities that if worked on could translate into something that matters. If he did one flippy move as a finish, I understand it. But the fact that this kid's not working holds and the fact that he can't even land the flippy moves properly, he just keeps bouncing off the ropes. He, he's jumping on the top rope, going to the next side rope, doing a flip. And then his, his, his opponent has to stand there, including MJF, stand there looking like a moron waiting to catch him. What are we doing? And all of you are lying to this guy. And these fans are sitting here losing their mind. He's so amazing. No. He's wrestling like a goofball. It's not even wrestling. That kid is going to be paralyzed sooner than later. He's filling up his bump card before he even gets started. I want to know who trained Dante Martin. Somebody tell me who trained Dante Martin. I want to know because I'm going to light them up. I am going to verbally give them a tongue lashing like never before. Because if that's what you are teaching these kids in wrestling school, you need to shut down immediately. We don't need you. We don't need you. Whatever you're teaching, we don't need it. If that's the best that that your students are doing. Embarrassing. And there's a little bit of irony in there because you look at a guy like MJF and there's a reason why he continues to be where he is on the card. Even when MJF has nothing going on, he's still in the mix. And you know why? Because he's not doing all that flippy stuff. And when you see him do something that looks a little flippy, it's always purposeful it always makes sense 
It's never nonsense. Think about that. I like Dante Martin, which is why I'm not going to lie to the kid. Dante, learn how to work a hold. If, 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 if Brian Danielson wants to really give back, he should be working with you behind the scenes on how to wrestle because you don't know what you're doing. And you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> you're going to hurt yourself before you hurt your opponent. So I guess that's a good part for anybody who's in the ring with you. Although you did almost kill MJF, but you almost killed yourself first. So I guess it's a little bit of, you know, six in one, half a dozen in the other. Who knows? Stop lying to these guys. Tell them the truth. It's like, it's like uh, you know, Chris Statlander, who, who she keeps hurting herself because she keeps doing things she has no business doing. And then she'll hurt her opponents, too, doing flippy moves. Look how big she is compared to the rest of her opponents. Why is Chris Statlander trying to do flippy moves? Looks ridiculous. Red Velvet. She can't land a backflip to save her life. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. It, it, I have never seen a fight in my life, and I've been in enough of them, and I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts. I, I come from way back, man. I was watching MMA from the early, early 90s, the, like the first UFC, even before that. They were showing stuff on ESPN before it was even called Ultimate Fighting. I was watching that stuff. I remember all the tough man competitions and what have you. I understand the science behind fighting. And Lord knows, growing up as a young black man in America, let me tell you something. Once you hit about 11 years old, and probably until you're about 15, 16 years old, if you're growing up in the inner city, you're fighting more often than not. That's just the reality. And you're either getting beat up or you're giving it to somebody. And, and you know, in my case, there was there was a little bit of both. I took my ass whoopings and I gave a few as well. So I understand the concept of fighting. And I think part of the problem here, and I'm talking to you wrestling trainers out there. You forget the fact that pro wrestling is supposed to be a simulation of a fight. Right? The whole purpose of pro wrestling is it's two opposing forces that are settling differences physically. It's supposed to look like a fight. I have never seen a shooting star press in a fight. So why the hell are you doing it? And Dante Martin you're flipping and dipping and doing all this nonsense over and over and over again. And it's like, buddy, if I was in a fight with you and you're doing all, I would just kick you in the face while you're in the air one time. And while you're picking up your teeth, I would probably just stomp you even more. Break your leg, break your arm. That's it. Fight over. Doesn't make any sense. We got to stop lying to these folks and tell them that what they're doing is awesome because it's not awesome. It's dangerous and it's stupid and it shouldn't be done. It's not pro wrestling. And I realized that there's too many people who are trying to save people's feelings. And the problem is you're hurting them and, you, and it's like you don't care. I don't get it. People piling on Kevin Owens because he, he re-signed with WWE. He did that for his family. Man's putting food on the table. He ain't getting any younger. He needs security. And he needs to know that his employer is going to be here tomorrow. 
And the way that the the Khan family runs their sports organizations, we don't know if they're going to be in the wrestling industry in a couple years. We hope, <laughs> but not the way that they're going. Are they going to be in soccer? Are they going to be in football? They, they fail at these things. Fail. They're just pissing money away, which is great, but there's a limit to that. WWE, whether you like it or not, unless, yes, they are the evil empire. Not always happy with WWE. In fact, I, I you know, on a scale of one to 100, I, I'm 40% in on WWE. I'm 40% in. That means 60% I'm just disgusted with them. The union busting, the history of, of sexism. The racism that still exists, even though they've gotten better. I'm 40% on WWE. But with AEW, I'm like 5%. I'm 5% on AEW. And it's because of nonsense like this. Just poor booking. Poor decision making. Why is Dante Martin in the main event? And if he's going to be in the main event, why does the kid... Go out there and nearly kill himself and his opponent at the same time. It's just like, what are we doing? That's who you're going to push? And yes, black wrestlers need more opportunities. No two ways about it. But you could have put Will Hobbs in that spot. And you could have put Ricky Starks in that spot. And we at least would have had a quality wrestling match. As opposed to whatever the hell that was that Dante was doing. Cirque du Soleil, the bad bad version of it. It's not even good Cirque du Soleil. I've been to Cirque du Soleil a, a bunch of times, and I've never seen so many mistakes. I don't know. And listen, I could be the old man shaking his fist at the cloud. I get it. Things are changing. <laughs> My generation of wrestling was that that sweet spot in the in the mid '80s, going into the early '90s. That's my generation. I have not seen pro wrestling done. As well as it was then. From say. I don't know. 1984 to. Let's say 1995. So we'll say 11 years. Give me 11 years. Alright you don't want to give me 11 years fine. Give me give me 10 years. 85 to 95. I have never seen pro wrestling. Done as well as that 10 year period. I'm sorry. It's just it, it does not exist. For me, at least. And I've seen everything since then. It doesn't make sense, all this flippy stuff that these kids are doing today. And it doesn't make sense that you have a moron who's booking it, who literally has zero experience doing so. Hire wrestling people who have enough sense to understand why Dante Martin shouldn't be doing shooting star press onto the concrete and flying over his opponent and landing on his face. Get people who understand pro wrestling and let them do the booking, Tony. Because what's happening right now is just like, what what are we doing? What is this? And and the irony is a lot of people keep hitting me up about this saying, what the hell was that? And it's like, look, don't ask me, (laughs) you know, it's just erratic and ridiculous is what it is. And it's not sustainable. It's crazy. And then here's the worst part. You still got a diversity issue. 
you still managed to have the black wrestler get beat by the white wrestler. You still only featured one women's match. You still have the same issues that you've been having. So it's just there's an irony in this, too. It's like even when you think you're trying to do something right, you end up messing it up. Where's Sonny Kiss? Where's Sonny Kiss? Sonny Kiss could have been in that match and would have done a hell of a better job. It would have been a much better wrestling match, at least. I don't know. I don't know. Duke loves wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Duke loves wrestling at gmail.com. Send me your comments. Send me your thoughts. Listen, I know I, I just pissed off a whole bunch of people. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I want to make that very clear. I do not care that you're upset about what I have to say. That does not bother me. It doesn't move me in any way, shape, or form. Challenge my thinking on this. If you know better than what I'm saying, and many of you do, especially you wrestlers, I'm looking at Big Swole right now. I'm going to tag her in this too, by the way. Challenge my thinking on this. Why are you saying Dante Martin is doing such a great job when the guy nearly killed himself out there? What is great about that, Big Swole? Because I know you know better than that. And, and let's not make this a, oh, forget him, and he offended me, so I'm just going to have an attitude about it. Anybody out there who responds, not just Big Swole, anybody out there, let's have a real conversation about this. What is it that I'm missing as it pertains to some kid, forget about Dante, anybody doing flippy-dippy moves, nearly killing themselves out there, landing on their face, sailing over their opponent, landing on their opponent's neck with their full weight, what am I missing here? How is that good? It looks like garbage. That's what it looks like. And it looks like somebody's going to have a very short career. Unfortunately, that's also what it looks like. This is why these wrestlers got to unionize. Seriously, this is why they got to unionize because they need some health insurance, man. Because if, if, if the young kids and Dante's a young guy. If the young kids are doing that stuff and being put on TV to do that stuff and you got veterans patting them on the back, telling them they're so amazing, the industry's in trouble. No wonder the WWE doesn't want any of you indie wrestlers anymore. And I interview a lot of indie wrestlers. No wonder they don't want you. Because if the, if the trainers are, are teaching these kids that kind of crap, I don't want you either. Get them the hell away from me. We'll go out, we'll get some elite athletes from the NCAA, and we'll train them in the way that we need them to work so that we can maximize the return on investment so that they can actually be around for more than a year or two so that their bodies can actually hold up for a while. Dante Martin is a handsome kid. Great shape. Looks like somebody that kids would take too easily. You could market that kid. But you can't market the kid if he has a broken neck. You can't market the kid if his face, if, if his nose is a pancake because he's landing on it. Right? What do I know? What do I know? I don't think you, you, you care about the wrestlers. I'm just, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying that. I just don't think you care. Because if you cared, you wouldn't lie to them. And one of these things that the wrestlers need to understand, I don't lie to the wrestlers. Listen, I told Thunder Rosa. That's my sister. I told Thunder Rosa. And I said it in public too. There is no reason for Thunder Rosa to be at the top rope 
jumping onto an opponent who's on the ground, especially, especially when that opponent is somebody like, what's her name there, who's with Britt Baker? What's the young lady's name? Who's supposed to be so good, and I, I haven't seen it yet. She can't catch. Every opponent that she wrestles, when they jump onto her, she's either missing them on purpose, Jamie Hayter, she's either missing them on purpose, or she just doesn't know what she's doing, but she can't catch. So here's my solution to that. Don't do it. <laughs> this person is going to hurt you. <laughs> you know, I have not seen anything Jamie Hayter's done yet that's been impressive. She can't wrestle. And and she, you know, I, I, I've seen her kick opponents with full force and, 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 and look like she's giving people stingers out there. I've seen that. But I've seen her miss, completely miss catching somebody who's jumping on it. It's not like they're jumping over her either. She catches a lot of people with her face for some reason, which means that she's not putting herself in the right position because it just doesn't make any sense. And she's a big girl. But I've told Thunder Rosa, stop jumping out into the into the floor. Now, you know, is Thunder Rosa going to pay me any mind? Who knows? What the hell am I going to tell her about wrestling? But the, the facts are the facts. How many times can she continue to jump out onto the floor especially with an opponent who's not catching her properly. At some point, something bad is going to happen there, right? And, you know, it's funny because Ric Flair said something interesting this week, and I'm going to end on this. Ric Flair said something interesting this week. He said Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, he's good, but he's no Kenny Omega. And I and even I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Rick? But, you know, I, I give myself pause because that's Ric Flair, greatest of all time other than Manami Toyota. So if Ric Flair says it, then it's like, well, you know, maybe you need to start looking a little deeper to figure out what he means. After what I saw from Daniel Bryan this week, or Bryan Danielson, whatever the hell he called himself, I see what Ric Flair's talking about. I see what he's talking about. He was in a match with a guy who needed to get over, and the guy didn't get over. And I 110% blame Brian Danielson and I blame Tony Khan for even empowering him to do that to Hangman Page. So there it is. Okay. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>